Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. I'm MKT. Hell of a day. Hell of a day. Hope you're having a good one. Um, it's getting warmer where I live. Guess it's good for some people. Who cares about the weather though? We're not bored yet. We're only 10 seconds into a podcast. Um, hope you have the time of your lives. I had a very interesting day. I'll, t- I'll tell you about it in a little bit. I got a text from a friend yesterday. Uh, asking if I'd like to attend an event at a place that he's opening up. And I said, you better believe it, because this guy is a good guy. Good guy. Listen, I don't know very many good people in life, you know. I mean, I know like mediocre. I I just mean very, very, very good people. I would say there are 20 people in my life that I can name where I go, just as a human being, you are stellar. And Sean Oberholzer is one of those guys. So... Tell you a little bit about that because I hate shopping, by the way. It was a shopping center, but I'll tell you about the shopping center. They did not pay me. They are not paying me. They did not sponsor the podcast. It was just worth it for the reasons that I live my life, which is efficiency and practicality. It was sensational. Sensational. What are we talking about today, though, on the show? Um, Mbappe, Pogba, Lukaku. I'll tell you what they've got in common, and I will... Give a warning to Real Madrid on Kylian Mbappe. Uh, one trait that all three guys share, which makes me sad. And then we've got some mailbag questions. Hell of a mailbag question. If you are a proponent of putting people in um, friend zones or have been in the friend zone, one of these questions in particular, boy, oh boy. It's a doozy. It is a doozy. It's a good one. So hang on for that. Talk about all of that stuff. In a little bit. Okay, let's get straight into it. Um, By the way, do go and rate the show. Um, Wherever you listen to the podcast, please do go and leave a rating if you've got time. Uh, Five stars, obviously. And then just a comment. I laughed. I hate the show. Who is this guy? Is this guy black or white? Can't tell because of his accent. You know what I mean? Which, by the way, hurts my feelings, you know? By the way. You know, Mbulelo Kaele to Tinta. BTW. So, is it, is it a black guy or is he like one of those white guys who has a black guy name? And then, like, we just use the, the black name because it's kind of cool. Or, because his name, like, actually, like, James Smith. It's not. And And I don't speak so well. This is just how I speak. Bloody hell. Tired of hearing that one. And I did hear that again recently. Incredible times. Incredible. Incredible. All right, five stars and leave us a comment. It would be much appreciated. Much appreciated. Appreciated. Okay, let's get into the podcast. Not going to sing. Not going to sing. Um, let's start with the Ashes rule changes that Joe Roos all about. 
Like, hey, my man, what are we even talking about? You can't just change the rules because it doesn't work out for you. I remember in 2013 when it rained and they were loving it. They all loved it. The hypocrisy of these English players. You know, like, this series has gone so well. By the way, again, if you don't watch cricket, change your friendship circle, you know? Get some culture, you bloody animal. Um, but the Ashes has been one of the best series I can remember. I think it's been blown out of proportion a little bit. People are saying it's the greatest series of all time. It's not the greatest series of all time. You know, it, it is up there. But I, like, if I looked back, I'm sure uh, there, were, there were some better series. There, there were some better series. Like when England were actually like really, really good under Alistair Cook. Pretty sure they had some doozies. Then, but anyway, this has been a banger. Ding dong battles, dropped catches. Johnny Besto's too fat and can't catch, and you know all of that. But we're not changing the rules. And for those of you who don't really know what's happening, is that essentially Test cricket doesn't have a spare day, and the fifth day got rained out, and essentially that draw cost England the Ashes because if you've if you won the previous Ashes series, Australia and England play every two years. And if you won the previous series, which Australia have done now, going back until 2012, by the way, so they are, they just always win the Ashes, is that you retain the Ashes if the series is drawn. So now it's 2-1 to Australia with one match to play. The, the worst it can get is 2-2. Ipso facto, Australia, Ashes earn retainers. They have retained it. So now England are now crying and saying, oh, there should be a spare day for an ashes test here's the problem because one I, I saw someone on social media saying yeah but they had one for the world test championship that's a one-off event the ashes has played over five test matches like over five test matches i'm sorry you are going to get the best team winning and and if the teams aren't separated you'll get a draw and sorry win the previous series and, and that's part of the adventure, right? And the advantage of Test Cricket is that the implications of this series go into the next one. That's why it's such a beautiful story with Ashes Cricket, unlike any other Test series, actually. right? It's so interlinked and it's so interwoven over years. You know, you see it play out over years and, and people's careers end and they may never play Ashes again. And you'll see James Anderson, it'll be his last time playing against Australia and England. Like, that's big. That's big. So don't change the rules because Joe Root's having a strop. The World Test Championship is unique. It's once a year. It's not even a real thing. And the Ashes is five matches. So what are we going to do now? Essentially, these guys are already playing 30 days of pure Test cricket. It's England. It rains all the time. So what are we doing? 34 Test matches. And people say, oh, it's just one day. Are you kidding me? Like, if you've played... Cricket, right? So the longest cricket I've played is two-day cricket. We used to play time games in club cricket and uh, high school. If you've played 90 overs in a day, and I mean, I was fit. Like, I'm fit now, but when I was 18 and 17, I was like insanely fit. And along with another bunch of really, really fit guys, 90 overs is unbelievably demanding, whether you're batting or bowling. And by the way, cricket's not like any other sport. You've got to be watching. You're there in the dressing room. You, you're not like you'll nap every now and then, but it, it's a demanding sport. It's eight hours a day, nine hours a day, 10 hours a day. 
excluding warm-ups. I mean, like that extra day off over 30 days is murder. It's murder. And wasn't it England and the ICC and people saying we want to play four-day test matches just like two years ago? What are we doing? So, no, England are sulking. They can go jump in the lake. I'm, I'm not having it. And, and Joe Root's a great player, but shut your mouth. If, if you want the advantages, you know, the one nice thing about sport, and I'm very biased here because I do believe in winners and losers in life, okay? And actually, just gen- genetically speaking, there are winners and losers in the world. I know it's offensive to people to suggest that life is a competition, but we are genetically driven, uh, you know, outside of our conscience to compete. And that starts at the at the very at a chemical level, by the way. Anywho, it's it's insane to me. It's insane to me that the rules are gonna be changed because Joe Root's sulking. And listen, I'll tell you why they're this desperate. It it matters. Like this is the one thing in Test cricket I think it's probably I think it's it's bigger than the World Cup. It's more difficult to win the Ashes than the World Cup, in my opinion. It's also, it's a fairer contest than one-day cricket. Like, over five test matches, if you're the better team, you're going to win over five test matches. Because even great teams can lose one here and there, maximum two, but usually the great ones use win one. Let me tell you, Australia haven't lost a test match against England in Australia since 2012. That's three series. 2012. By the way, this is being recorded in 2023. The last time they won one there is 2010, going into 2011. Alistair Cook, when he made that ginormous 180, I'll never forget that. When Alistair, Sir Alistair Cook, just that's when England were humming. They were properly doing it. They had like 15 minutes of being good. The Andy Flower years were okay, but then we shut that nonsense down. Australia, the greatest test nation in the world. So stop it. We're not changing the rules because you're having a whinge. And we're not adding an extra day. Get get that get that the hell out of here. Get that the hell out of here. Get Joe Root the hell out of here. Just go play cricket. Like, you, what? And there's also the thing of we should just finish the day and bowl 90 overs because there's sun. Here's my thing on that one, right? I would have liked that if somebody had said it in 2013 when it rained. I I appreciate what he's saying there uh, in terms of fans and things like that. Number one, fix the overrates is what I would do. And number two, just put roofs on ground in England. Like, are people still shocked it rains in England? Am I, why do I sound like I'm crazy now? Am I, I want to kill the Prime Minister of Micronesia. Feel like I'm taking crazy pills. If you put roofs on them, don't worry about the weather. Now, ideally, I wouldn't like that because I like the drama of, oh, it's raining, it's weather, it's, you you know, it adds idiosyncrasy to the storylines because this is just a story, really. It's sports entertainment. This is storytelling at its finest. You You know, sport does what movies can't do is nobody can tell the ending. As great as a movie is, once you've seen it once, you know how it's going to end. The beauty of sport is competition, roller coaster, and the more extrinsic factors you can bring into sport, actually, like this, natural um, factors like this, 
the the better you know in soccer football when there's wind and sleet and wet and players steven gerrard slips like these things are fantastic you know because in storytelling is you can't just have the protagonist you don't you don't want just win 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 soft good guy you need the protagonist and the heartbreak right though the jeopardy is fantastic in sport in sport in storytelling jeopardy is since time immemorial You've got to write Jeopardy, and it's not just about they meet, they kiss, and the credits. You know, they meet, and then he's like unable to find love within himself, so he can't love her. But actually, he left a woman back in the big city, and that's why he moved to the little city. And then this girl is actually having problems with her alcoholic father, and that's why she can't find love because she has to look after him. You know what I mean? And that's where the beauty of storytelling comes in, you know. And then her husband, her ex-boyfriend, who's a renegade, rides back into town. And oh my goodness, are they going to make it together or not? And then it's like, in the end, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. He fights that other guy. And then credits and they're kissing, right? They're like, that's how it works. That's how it works, you know. So Joe needs to shut the hell up, basically, is what I'm saying. We're not changing the rule. Get over it. Anyway, so before we get into the, the topic for today, I was at a shopping center today, which was incredible. Because if you know me, they, I refuse to go to shopping malls. Um, I've got the internet or I, I live in areas. Like it's a big thing for me. I live in areas where there are, I found out the term today because Sean o, Oberholz and his team um, at Morning Glen, they specialize in these malls. And I said, What's a convenience shopping store? So it's where, literally, it's just, you've got your pharmacy, you've got your Woolworths in my country, you know? I like a bit of Woolworths, treat myself a little bit. You know, I like to treat myself. I'm not a wealthy man, but I, I treat myself. Mm, girl, okay, I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna treat myself real good, you know? So I like a, does your shopping center have a Woolworths? I don't really need stuff from the pharmacy. You know, maybe a little bit of muscle rub because I run a lot. Uh, I'll get some of that. But usually I've got a physio who I get that from. So sometimes at the pharmacy, I don't know, I get stuff like earbuds and face wash. You know, they, they, they've they got more of a variety than Woolworths. So I like to go to the pharmacy, get my stuff, get my earbuds, plasters, you know, stuff like that, disinfectant, stuff like that. I don't have headache pills at home. Why do I have a headache? I've got no kids, no girlfriend. When when am I having a headache? Why do I have a headache? You know, my family lives, largely speaking, far enough from me that I can speak to them on the phone, but they aren't giving me a headache. You know what I mean? I don't drink alcohol, so I, I never have a headache. I have no reasons at the moment. This may change, by the way. I'm open to this changing. Um... But at the moment, I have no reason to have a headache. I love my friends. You know, the few people I call my friends are great. They are not headaches. So I don't, have, I don't need pills. I, I've, I have no pills in my house. I have no painkillers. Like, well, I'm healthy. Why the hell do I have, why do I have pills in my house? Why do people have pills in their house? Uh, I mean, hey, for ladies, it's different. They have that time of the month. <laughs> I've read what kind of pain you're going through there, ladies, by the way. Makes sense. You need, you know, 
I don't know, anti-inflammatory. Like, I, I don't even want to imagine the world ladies are going through, right, at that time of the month. Okay, I get it. Why do guys have so many pills? Like, unless you're old or fat and your knees are giving up because your tummy is huge, why do people have so many pills? And again, I'm not saying, like, in the rare case where you're allergic to bees or... I, I don't know. I don't know what are the medicine. Like, I studied chemistry. You don't need pills. Trust me. They're terrible for your body. And people just pop them, hey? Like, I don't get it. So... I know what's in that stuff. Don't put it in your body. Anywho, um, I went to the Morning Glen shopping center reopening today. Morning Glen, it's in Morningside. If you're not in South Africa, this is completely useless to you. If you're not in Johannesburg, completely useless to you. But it had something amazing. Because I don't have kids and I don't go to malls, largely speaking, I shop online. I have two Woolworths near where I live. I walk there, walk home. That's it. Hate the shops. Hate shopping, hate everything about it. Hate, oh my goodness. If you, so one of the big challenges when my mom comes around, my mom is big walk around the shops person and just look at stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I, I just want to end my life right now. Like if you want to know something that really, really pains my soul is walking around malls and shops. And, oh my God, I hate for me. I hate shopping malls. I just cannot stand them. Like, I don't understand it. You, you know, I'm not a f man of frills and fuss. So, walking around and looking at nice dresses and nice jerseys and, you know, I've got the same clothes now I had three years ago. My, in fact, my, I could have the same clothes. I have some stuff. I wear the same thermal underwear now because it's winter that I had seven, eight years ago because my body... I have made a decision. I was speaking to somebody the other day. I will not be fat before the age of 50. This will be my body type. I I wear a small in the 32 waist. So that's like a medium, small top. That ain't changing. I'm going to be running 100 Ks, 100 milers uh, until I'm like 47, 48. I've, like, I've made a call. Not getting fat. Staying as healthy as possible. You know, hey, life happens. I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect. Whatever. Genetically, in my family, the only thing we have is cholesterol. So holding thumbs that by me doing this, I'm increasing chances of not getting other stuff, right? No, nothing's perfect, but I, I just like to increase the possibility of extending my health. So, so then they're like, that ain't changing. You get me, blood. That ain't changing. So one of the things that is really cool about the center is... Something I thought about immediately was my cousin always says, can I look after my nieces and nephews? Firstly, I live in a really small cottage, right, at the moment. I, so I moved, I used to have a pretty, what I think is a pretty nice house, two bedroom, but that's useless. I don't, like, again, I, I live alone. Why do I need, I mean, it was pretty nice. I had underfloor heating. It was, it was, it was what you might call a pimp pad. It was, a, it was a really nice house, but I didn't need it. And after a while, I'm like, stuff doesn't make me happy. So I just gave it up and I cut my living costs by like 70%. And like, I can't look after my nieces and nephews here. I also, don't, I don't have a couch where I live now. Like, I'm not a couch guy. A lot of people say, oh, why don't you get a couch? Why? Why am I getting a couch? I don't have a TV. I don't watch TV in that sense. I watch football on my laptop. And then I go to sleep. 
Why do I need a couch? Anyway, some people might go, you know, are you a Spartan? Maybe, maybe I'm just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to prove that I'm tough. I don't get the point of a couch even. Anywho, I don't want to look after my nieces and nephews. It's difficult for me. I don't have kids. I can go there, hang out for five, six hours. All right, peace out. (laughs) That's great. It's been fun. But now I went to um, Morning Glen and they've got this area upstairs. I think it was called Beacon something. Anyway, it was amazing. There's a full-on jungle gym. Optimus Prime came out to dance with Bumblebee. And there's a like just a mad place for children to run around and go crazy. And I can sit and watch them eat, right? So so now, if next time my cousin calls, I'll go, oh. I mean, firstly, it depends if I'm training or not. Let's also not get crazy. But if it's a Sunday and I'm not, or a Saturday, and it's like one o'clock, she better do it soon because the Premier League obviously starts in two months. I'm not looking after anyone's kids during the Premier League because I train in the mornings, watch the Premier League from one o'clock. I watch every game as well. Don't need to just watch my team. But it was amazing because now I will take my nieces and nephews to this place. And it's nice. It's in a nice area. It's really safe. It's really quick to get there. That was really cool as well. The problem with malls like Santon and Foy's Mall, it's massive. It's like if I want to get from, I don't know, let's say Woolworths to a sports shop, i got to do like a cross-country run. No, thank you. I don't go to, so one of the, the one of the ways I choose my life, right, is can I be near a center where I can be in and out in 30 minutes and get all of the stuff that I want? I want to be in Woolworths for 15 to 20 minutes maximum and 10 minutes uh, buying uh, stuff at the pharmacy. And then I want to get the hell out of there. I, I need to be touching the jewelry. Like, oh, this is a nice pendant. It's not. It's terrible. Get it away from me. I want to get home. Uh, so my ex-girlfriend, all right, and I mean, I'm, I'm going left and right here. I remember when we were, I think we were, I can't remember, Germany or Denmark or, I don't know, Prague. I, I, can't, I can't remember. Anyway, she was market person, which is really interesting because she's a particle physicist and she was, I thought, more efficient and clinical than me. But she had the side of hers where she likes trinkets and things. Oh, my goodness. Like, she was unbelievable as a human being. Can't lie hit the jackpot there but she drove me crazy with that stuff and and she wasn't driving me crazy that's just who she is like i just hate that stuff like going to markets and looking at the jams looking at the different purees that they make i'm like oh my goodness this is so terrible but what was nice about morning glenn was even for a guy like me it really is efficiently ergonomically thought out so on the bottom floor, there's Padel. I played a bit of Padel for the first time in my life today. I'm a great athlete, so obviously I was quite good immediately. And then from there, there's like a high-performance gym. And then upstairs is this beacon place where uh, Meg- oh, 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 no, no, it was Optimus Prime and Bumblebee were dancing with the kids as one of the side features. I thought, oh, this is unbelievable, even for a guy like me who absolutely hates shopping malls, is I can come here and actually fill out my needs you know and there was a place where you can watch sport and it's like a top golf um simulator driving thing so i thought that was amazing so if you live in in johannesburg and you have kids take them to morning Glen. i promise you it this place is incredible because you, you can leave there's child minders there if you want to have uh you and your boo 
want to be having food. And also, I was there. The food's quite good there, right? So it's not like those other kids' restaurants where the food's terrible and it's basically just a childminder place and they know that parents need a place to just go dump their kids. If you can actually eat there and not feel horrendous afterwards, which was quite nice. You know, I did. I mean, I didn't have a snack. I looked at the food on a plate. I was like, mm, that looks delicious. But I'm on a bit of a diet right now. Not really diet. It's the way I eat all the time. But I'm really honing in on some training. So got some Springbok steaks that I had to get home to, you know. Anywho, worth it. Mont Glen, go there. Padel, there's a gym. There's this this place for kids. Uh, and they, they've relaunched it. And it's really, really nice. There, there was also an underground street football place and like a hip-hop um, or breakdancing kind of place. Uh, this, the, these guys were unbelievable. So that exists there. It's massive. There's a parkour thing there. Uh, so if you want to do like outdoor stuff, it's available at this place. Morning Glen in Morningside. Between Morningside and Wendywood, if you are in Johannesburg, worth it. If you hate shopping malls and you just want to go somewhere where you can do stuff, padel, maybe go have a drink, go home, boom, done. If you live in Morningside and you're thinking, man, I need to get in shape, there's like an awesome gym there with like proper equipment that's for you bougie rich people in Morningside uh, that just need to, you know, just sort my body out and then everything else will be fine. It's perfect for you. They've they've got a full on. It is so easy, plug and play. Uh, let's work it out. Whether you want to just hang out with your kids and be fit, just so you can play with your kids in the yard, or run a comrades. That, that's the exact example the guy used. By the way, I didn't make that one up. Hey, credit where it's due. You know what I mean? My man said it earlier. I thought it was a good line. So whether you want to play with your kids, there's a gym there. You can shower in there. Boom, go watch the rugby. I liked it. I'll be honest with you. I did like it. If I still lived in Morningside, I could have walked to this place. It was literally walking distance from my old place. I don't live there anymore. I live in a place much worse now, I would say, where I live now. However, I can just walk to Woolworths here, you know. But my needs aren't kids. So I thought I'd give them a shout out because I hate malls. But I'm also honest. And I'm not just saying it because Sean's my friend. It's a bloody nice place. And I like efficiency. It's well thought out. I can go three-on-three football, cage football, uh, parkour, play padel. If I don't want to do any of those things, great. I can go and hit some golf balls in the golf simulator upstairs. If I don't want to do that, take my kids upstairs. Boom, we're winning. And apparently this kid's place is so busy, you can't even get a... He said he tried to book a place. He Listen, he's one of the guys. He's a really, really top guy on the panel or of the company that owns this building. He couldn't even get a booking. So it lets you know that parents want somewhere cool and fun for their kids to go and play that isn't video games. It was amazing. It was amazing. Sort of, sort of put that out there. Love to know. Are you a parent? How easy is it? MKT inspires. Uh, otherwise, MKT at the MKT show. Am I crazy? Don't like trinkets. But I don't mind. Morning Glen was good. And once again, they don't sponsor the show. Don't own it. He didn't ask me to say anything. He just invited me. He's a, he's a friend of mine. It's amazing. It's good stuff. All right, let's get to the football. Um, you know, this one's close to my heart because people always ask me if I regret wasting my football talent. And I say, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. 
the only thing I regret, I tell people this all the time who ask about, I, I only have one life regret. And I've done some deplorable things in life. I don't want to, I'm not Jesus Christ here. I'm not trying to pretend to be the greatest person ever. The only regret I have, it, well, I look at it as one regret, but it's two regrets really, is not being a great son and being a great brother in my 20s. That's the only regret I have. The football thing, I take it or leave it. Like, you know, I just think if something means enough to you, you'll fight for it. It it, it obviously didn't mean enough to me because I wasn't willing to die for it. In fact, I was willing to die to get there. And then I got there and I just, I thought I was bloody Michael Jackson without the touching children thing. More rock star, you know. Uh, so no, no, I have no regrets there. But it is close to my heart because, man, I do hate to see great talent getting wasted. I do hate to see, but in my journey, right, in football and life, but mostly football, because I had some money there. I had lots of money there. Like, I had lots of money for a footballer, not just a normal human. For a normal human, I was a gajillionaire. For a footballer, I was doing well, because they used to overpay um, academy products then. But one thing, two things I'll tell you right now. Money cannot fix human failure. And by human failure, I mean failure of character. It cannot, it will not. If anything, what money will do is expose that. Because money doesn't change you, it makes you more of who you are. Trust me, I know this. I was a horrendous person. I was I was iffy in my teens when I had no money. When I got money, I turned into a disgusting human. Trust me, money will not fix human or character failure. And here's the other thing that's important. It sounds like it's the same thing, but it's actually a separate point, is money can only fix extrinsic problems, right? So money can buy you a house. It can move you to a nicer neighborhood. It can move your mom into a better neighborhood so she's safe. You, you know, it, it can't fix human problems. If your mom is an alcoholic, if your dad is an alcoholic, if you get rich, they don't stop being an alcoholic. They don't stop being whatever they are. You don't stop, if you're a revolting person, being a revolting person. It, it doesn't work that way. If you're an anxious person, I have news for you. Money's not going to change that. Because bills and things, you're going to have those. You're going to have those when you're rich, by the way. And even then, if you're anxious, it, it's more often than not, anxiety is intrinsic, right? Very, they, listen, I know this one, and, and people get uppity about this, but trust me, anxiety is not actually a real chronic condition. It isn't. It, if you go and look at all the neuroscience, all psychiatry, there is no real diagnosis of they're genetically anxious. It's not a real thing. So you inherited from mom or dad. It's 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 more of a nurture thing, right? Most anxious people are rich people because they don't know how to deal with the real world. Most people aren't anxious. They got to get off to the world and and shut up and get to work. So anxiety is not a real thing. Now I'm I'm saying the feeling of being anxious is real, but don't tell me I'm anxious because my dad was anxious. It's, friggin' Instagram nonsense. It doesn't exist. There, there is no scientific basis for that crap. You, you can't be genetically anxious. 
Money's not going to change that. Trust me, fun. That's going to be a you and the mirror thing. It's the only way you're going to solve that. Money can only solve extrinsic issues. It can only buy you a nicer car. It can only move you to a slightly nicer neighborhood, which won't really reduce your problem if you're a crap person either. It won't. Trust me, I've been there. There's nothing I've from Range Rover to BMW to Nobu. I've done it. I've done excess. Does not, if anything, money can really exacerbate anxiety. If you're anxious and you get money, because oh, you, you quite quickly you realize, oh my goodness, buying a new watch doesn't make me more attractive or calmer or more confident. It makes me even more anxious. Money makes you even more anxious. You know, even the great Paul Gascoigne and Maradona succumbed. And I would say neither Mbappe, Pogba or Lukaku are anywhere near, and I'm saying pure talent, Paul Gascoigne or Diego Maradona. Now, Kylian Mbappe is very, very good. He's not Maradona or Gascoigne. And I'm not English biased. If you saw Paul Gascoigne play, my God. He was Leo Messi before Leo Messi. Paul Gascoigne was a mixture of Leo Messi and Frank Lampard. Pace, power. He could play in the middle. He could put a tackle in. He was an absolute. But because he was a shit human, didn't matter. Doesn't matter how talented you are. Tell people this all the time. Chase character, not talent. Talent's not interesting. It's everywhere. So the Pogba, Mbappe, Lukaku thing, you're starting to see that especially great clubs are moving away from this. You know, Paul Pogba left United at 19 to Juventus. Then he left Juventus to go back to Man United. Then his brother was kidnapped. Then he leaves United for Juve. Like, oh my goodness. It's shambles, isn't it? Shambles. Lukaku, Chelsea, Everton, Man United, Inter, all of it was acrimonious. He never left. There's no club where they think highly of him. One, two, three, four clubs. Four clubs by 30 years old with that level of talent. Are you kidding me? You're the problem. He is the problem, right? He's got a distinct failure in character. And he's not made, he's not cut out for the top. I said it when he came to Chelsea. When he started whinging about, I don't get credit for being the best. Bro, nobody wants to hear it from you. Who cares if you don't get credit? Go and win. You haven't done anything. Failure with Belgium, failure with Chelsea, failure with Man United, failure with Inter. What have you done? I, I never hear Lauturo Martinez complaining about nobody thinks he's the best in the world. Never hear Kevin De Bruyne saying that. Never heard Frank Lampard saying that. Never heard Steven Gerrard saying that. Never heard Xavi saying that. Never heard Thierry Henry saying that. Never heard it. Never, never heard them complaining that... that Samuel Eto, never heard him say. Never. Just deliver. Just go and deliver. We, we know. We watch. Mess of a human. But the Kylian Mbappe one's even more worrying. You know, you, you ever, you've seen, maybe you've been this person. You see somebody being treated a certain way, or so you think, in a different relationship. And you go, oh man, if only they were my girlfriend or my boyfriend, they wouldn't be this they wouldn't be crying all the time or they wouldn't be just whinging all the time, you know, about Peter. Yeah, about Njabulo. You know, Njabulo is always the problem. 
And then you make them your girlfriend. And then you go, oh my God, you're the nightmare. You're the anxiety. You're the terrible person. You, you are pushing that other person to behave this way. Because people think you can change someone once they're in-house, right? You go, oh, their offish behavior over there, man, if they could just be treated this way. No, ain't going to happen. Kylian Mbappe since Monaco has been a problem. The Monaco to PSG thing, Monaco felt hoodwinked because he had an agreement with them that he wouldn't leave for PSG that season. Before he knew it, it was a weird loan and then they bought him the next year and nobody at Monaco really knew what was happening, but he was gone. His mom and dad had kind of negotiated the deal. It was strange, blah, blah, blah. Then he lied to Real Madrid two seasons ago, said he was coming, agreed, changed his mind at the last minute. Okay, what's going on there? And then now, it's now Saudi Arabia. It's now a year and then you're going to move to Real Madrid. Let me tell you something about sport, folks. You can't take a year off at that level. You cannot take a year off at that level. I don't care what you say about Saudi League. That league's a joke. Right? Is You cannot take a year off at that level. If Real Madrid think he's just going to pop over for a year, earn his billion... Right? If he is training at 60% for a year, do you know how big that drop-off is? Because I still don't get this Mbappe is the best player in the world thing. The only time I've seen him be world-class is at two different World Cups, four years apart. Okay, what happened to PSG? At PSG, two years ago, they lost the league to Lille. What are we doing? With Neymar? Are you telling me he's the best player in the world? My only thing about Mbappe is this. How do you know that? Because for me, I need to see you 30 times a year in a high-level league. La Liga, Serie A. And I mean, if you really want to be that guy, Premier League. Now Erling Haaland's the best player in the world. Sorry. Like, Erling Haaland now has won a treble in the most challenging sporting environment in the whole world. The Premier League is the most challenging, most hard fourth league in the whole entire world. Erling Haaland, first season, I'm the guy. Now, I'd like to see, I don't think Erling Haaland's in the creme de la creme yet, because one season isn't enough. We've seen trebles before, by the way. I've seen a treble before, so don't give me that. I saw Drogba for five years. I saw Aguero for a decade. I saw Andy Cole for a decade. I saw Alan Shearer for a decade, right? I saw the great United teams, a decade. Roy Keane, a decade. If you want to be great, I need five, six seasons, Erling Haaland, come do that thing. Because if City go and finish third next season and win an FA Cup, okay, well, what are we doing? But as of now, Erling Haaland is head and shoulders above Kylian Mbappe because he did it in the best league in the world. He did it in the FA Cup. He did it in the League Cup. He did, you know, he did it in the Champions League. And most importantly, he's won. Kylian Mbappe hasn't... You, the French League, come on, come on. Champions League has failed with Neymar, with Mbappe, you, you know, well, with himself, yeah, with Messi now, and Verratti, and Munir, and David Silva, uh, sorry, David Luiz, and Thiago Silva, you know, like, they're stacked. Genie Wijnaldum, Parades, Cavani, Ibrahimovic. Like, we're not playing around here. They have stacked that team for him. In a league where he gets to rest in a week, why is he not winning the Champions League at least once? If you want to be the best player in the world, you've got to win 
if you're not if you're not going to win your league, right? It's why I give the the great Real Madrid teams and the the great Barcelona teams credit is at least they won the Champions League. It's like okay, well, sorry, but La Liga's La Liga. It's a two team league. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't get behind La Liga being. It's the second most competitive league in the world, but it's not the Premier League, you know. But at least those teams go and win the Champions League because they're telling you we for real. Kylian Mbappe has no excuse to not have two or three Champions League titles by now. He doesn't do anything for 30 weeks in the year. He's basically at training. The PSG training is harder than any league game he would have played in the last three years in in Liga. And now we're here. Like, it's just a mess. Why is it always a mess? And you know, the thing about people that are always a mess... I always said this in a divorce, right? I always give forgive the first divorce. Yeah, got married too young, blah blah. I'll forgive a second divorce. You moved on too quickly. She wasn't ready. You weren't ready. She had kids. You had kids. It just didn't work. Okay, cool, whatever. Third divorce. That's a you problem. Like that Monica was weird. PSG was weird. Now this Real Madrid thing. The the guy's just he's what I hate in people, and I say this. I, I was thinking about it earlier whether I'd use this term, but I resent people, right, and will not have them near me if they're high maintenance. This guy's high maintenance. Why do Real Madrid think bringing him to Real Madrid is going to bring it down? If anything, that is the biggest platform in the world. That's just going to show everyone what a prima donna is. And I know people think you can go to Real Madrid and be a prima donna. You cannot. If there's one thing about Real Madrid that we all have to be serious about is they take football seriously. It's not about the show. It's not about you and your mom and whatever. Because they've had Cristiano Ronaldo. The one thing about Cristiano Ronaldo, I don't care what you think of him. The man takes football seriously. Even Gareth Bale. when Once the golf thing started, they started to shove him out at Real Madrid. They're like, this guy's not serious. Tony Cruz, you know why they love him? Football. Modric. Football. Raul. Football. Ronaldo. Football. Zidane. Football. It's all about football at Real Madrid. The brand will carry you. Don't worry about it. Don't do too much. But Kylian Mbappe now is bringing his problems from Monaco and PSG and he's going to come to Real Madrid. And here's my last thing on Kylian Mbappe. He's high maintenance. And that's not going to change. And he's been paid. That's the difference between, you know, a Vinicius and these other guys. Is they desperate and hungry. Tony Cruz hadn't really made that gang money. You know what I mean? Modric was at Tottenham. He was still thirsty for trophies. Now, killing Mbappe, what's his incentive? Men need incentives, guys. I'll be honest with you. Men need incentives. They're not like women. Women are far more mature, younger in life. And they are driven by a different set of KPIs, if you will. Men need money, power, and dominion. What is the incentive for a guy who's a billionaire already? And was already high maintenance. Kylian Mbappe was high maintenance at 18 at Monaco. What is he going to be now? I don't think Real Madrid is going to work out as easily as people think. I really don't. Why would he change now? You've paid him now. He's a billionaire. If he doesn't, and I see he's rejected um, Al-Khilal, I don't know what he does now. Now it's a nightmare. Because if you don't think Qatar will make him sit on the bench. Because if there's one thing these guys aren't going to do, 
that no one in France is going to force them to do anything because then they can reveal exactly what happened in that deal, except Blatter. The problem is when you sell your soul like France and the French League and French football did to Qatar, you open yourself up. You are now, they've got you by the, by the jewels, right? They've got you by the crown jewels. What are you going to do now? It's called leverage. When you've got the president of France phoning Kylian Mbappe, you've got to understand what levels this thing goes to. That never happens. Could you imagine Angela Merkel phoning Tony Cruz when he wanted to leave Bayern Munich? Absolutely not. But this just shows you what levels this is going to, what they feel Kylian Mbappe represents within the French ecosystem. It's mental. And if I'm Real Madrid, I'm I'm really starting to get cold feet here. And here's one more thing, by the way. I don't think it's a hot take to say, I think Vinicius is a better player. I'd really do. What's the difference? Their output is the same. Mbappe is maybe a little flashier and quicker. That's the one thing. But Vinicius is world-class dribbler. And the one thing that Vinicius does is he drops back. Mbappe doesn't drop back in the left-wing position. And don't you dare tell me Mbappe is a striker. He is not. The only time it ever worked was with Giroud. If anything, at PSG, he struggles because he's trying to fill a hybrid sort of 9-11 role, right? He hasn't, he's got Chupo Moting. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? So Real Madrid needs to get a proper striker. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. But those three guys are starting to show you. Pogba, Lukaku, Mbappe. Character cannot plaster over. Oh, sorry, talent cannot plaster over lack of character. It cannot. And football teams are starting to see this. Look around. Who did Arsenal spend money on? Declan Rice. Kai Havertz. These are high-integrity guys. Right? These are high-integrity guys. No noise. You never hear noise from Kai Havertz. Yes, there was a move. Didn't work at Chelsea. Cool, no problem. We keep it moving. Hey, before you knew it, he was at Arsenal. No noise. No fighting, no money coming out in public. We do our business, take care of it, keep it moving. Low maintenance. Listen, Mason Mount, it, it was unfortunate, right? But no noise. I'm at, I'm at Man United now. I'm wearing the number seven. Cheers. That's how you do it. Don't be high maintenance. You, you know, we can to- human beings can tolerate anything, right? What human beings cannot tolerate is high maintenance adults. You cannot be high maintenance as an adult. You cannot be. You, you, you can be that as a teenager. You should be that as a teenager. You're all over the place. We all are. You can't be 25 upwards and you're high maintenance. Maybe as a guy, I'll give you till 30, 35. Because women mature quicker. But you, you can't be high maintenance. As a footballer, at 22, 23, you can no longer be high maintenance. Because at that stage, we've put probably 10 years of academia and academy work into your character we expect you to lead now it's time to perform and then we'll give you till 25 26 to really hit your straps and then get into your work Pogba and Lukaku have never ever matured ever they're both immature and just never matured and spoiled brats and Kylian Mbappe is magnificent precocious talent but I worry that he'll never hit his peak because people tell me about this Kylian Mbappe best player in the world thing I've never seen a, a, a season from him like Haaland just had in the Premier League. Now, once. Just show me 50 goals once. 
show me 50 goals one you're in france why is he not getting 35 goals a season in france what's he doing what are we doing best player in the world the best player in the world thing is based off two world cups right one they won one he scored a hat-trick in the final but that's two performances over well, eight games right because you get what three games in the league in the league system in the world cup and then it's last 16 quarterfinal semi-final final so you play eight games so over 16 games over four years right in a four-year span he's he's been incredible and he's the best player in the world for that the other thing is nobody watches Liga Ur, so nobody actually sees what he's doing you just see the results and highlights on youtube what is mbappe actually doing in Liga Ur? what is he doing in the champions league he's not winning i can tell you that I, I do know what he's doing he's not winning he's not winning top goal scorer in the champions league he's not you know i know that ronaldo's winning that mbappe's winning that. oh sorry uh harlan's winning that look at the numbers like what is this he's the best player in the world thing I, i've never understood that i'm big on performance and not, not pr erling harlan's the best player in the world right now leo messi will win the ballon d'Or quite rightly that's the great storyline we close that bookend and then next year no matter what happens erling harlan must win the ballon d'Or next year just based off being what he did this season he's a he's a better player he's a more complete player than killing mbappe sorry Kill Mbappe, nice pace, nice dribbling. But you're not giving me rocket science numbers. And ultimately, that's where you got to be, right? Listen, if I said to you Mo Salah or Kylian Mbappe over the last three, four years, it's closer than you think. It's closer than you think. Sadio Mane, Kylian Mbappe. Trust me, go and look at the numbers. It's closer than you think. The PR machine is heavy. I get it for Kylian Mbappe. I get it. The World Cup was a long time ago. A long, long, long time ago. That's four years ago. Five years ago now. What else is that based on? And you know what great is? To be great, you must separate yourself by doing one thing. Winning. Sadio Mane won the Champions League. Mo Salah won the Champions League. Erling Haaland won the Champions League. Hey, for that matter, Kai Havertz won the Champions League. I'm just like, you got to win. Tony Cruz won the Champions League five times. You know, Vinicius, crucial in winning the league and the Champions League. Like, you got to win. That's so important. Can't just be individual performances. That's not what the best players in the world did. You know why Ronaldo and Messi dominated for so long? Yes, they were in great teams. But don't you dare tell me without those guys, right? Those teams are winning. Now, Ronaldo needed Gareth Bale to come through and, and really take it over the top. But that's what you do, right? You've got Neymar. You've got you. You must win. Ronaldo got Bale and said, okay, this thing's a lock. We're going to win three in a row. That's If you're the best player in the world, that's what you do. You take your team there. Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, what did they do when they were together? League, Champions League. David, uh, what's it? Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish, Erling Haaland, Rodri, what did they do? Treble. 
three leagues in a row. That's what we did. Triple. Shut this thing down. If you want to be great, you got to win. All right. Love to hear your thoughts. At MKT Inspires, wasted talents. Mbappe, Pogba, Lukaku. All three, high maintenance. And that's not a way to win. If you want to win in life, don't be high maintenance. All right. Move to the mailbag. At MKT Inspires, your thoughts there. Um, so let's move to the mailbag. Mailbag. All right. Slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires. Um, Instagram or otherwise the MKT show also on Instagram slide in the DMs if you want your question answered on the show um, Sonia says hello MKT hello Sonia any thoughts or opinions on the Benjamin Mendy case where does he go from here was he that great a player that he could pick pick up where he left off so Benjamin Mendy accused of about a million cases of uh, GBV etc uh, acquitted so that's what we can go on. You know, we, we live in the Western world and Western society. Whether you think there's something afoot there or not, all we can go on is we, we go by legal systems in the West, right? We live in the Western world. Um, we believe in the law. So he has been acquitted and is not guilty, no matter your thoughts. He's 29. He's just signed a new deal, two-year deal with Laurier. So my opinion is I don't know what happened to those women. I don't know. Because... The law is the law. I don't know what happened. I will say it's not a very good look that it's so many uh, women. If it was one or two people have fallouts and you can go, mm, you know, it's his word against, you know, hers. And sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not like whatever. You know, and I'm very sensitive to this because I had a friend who had to leave this country because he was falsely accused. And it came out after 11 years after he'd left. Um, some evidence came out that she had lied, even though we all knew this girl had lied. She was a psychopath. But listen, that shouldn't plaster over that. The, the stats for women reporting cases are, from what I read, very low for so many reasons. Shame, they don't get believed, uh, you, you know, police dismiss it. But in this case, we don't know. So we, we have to say he's not guilty. We have to do our best to accept him back into society. What I will say is this. So he's got a two-year deal at Lorient. He's 29 years old. Ben Yamin Mendy. What I will say is this. I've put myself in bad situations before. Um, I have absolutely no empathy for him. Because it can't be... What was it? Nine women in the end? Just like insane numbers, right? So let's just say he's not guilty because that's what the law said. I have no empathy for him. What I don't understand is... How do you put yourself in that situation? And for me, as somebody who's put himself in negative situations, I've had to put up with all the consequences. Right? Putting my friends and my family in those situations, the shame of it all. I have no empathy for Benjamin Mendy. Do I think he'll come back as a player? I think he's he had two massive knee injuries. He hasn't played in two years. I, I didn't even realize that. Um, wow. I don't know if he can ever get back to the very top, top. Because two ACLs, those are difficult enough to come back from. And when you've got to take two years off, when you aren't having elite training, listen, the drop-off is so real. It is so real in terms of that level as well. Because all you need to drop off at that level is, is 1%. It's about marginal gains at that level. 1% is the difference between playing for Man City 
and playing for Aston Villa. Like I'm telling you what it is at that level, the difference is 1% is massive. All those guys are, are world-class players. They are, in reality, they actually are all proper. It's just who's the guys that can do it 90% of the time. And if you can't give me 90% of the physicality, that which was a big part of his game, I don't think he ever gets back to the very top. Um, and to be clear, I have no empathy for him. I have no empathy for people who put themselves in negative situations. You know, as my father always said, everything's your fault in life. So even if he's not guilty, what was he doing in in that many situations to be accused that many times? What are, what are we doing, my man? And I'm not saying, by the way, that I will, I will I'll never get in trouble in life. But what I'm saying is I fully take it on the chin. Everything that's negative that's ever happened in my life, I did that. Because one thing I do resent a little bit about modern culture and people in general, and I won't have it because I'm an example where I, it took me a long time, but I take all of the blame, not some of the blame and boo-hoo and my parents and the environment. <laughs> no, if you're a grown up, if you're above the age of 18, uh, above the age of 18 years old, it is all your fault. Stop blaming other people. It's complete and utter nonsense unless you are from a decrepit society where you are abused fine there are there is a minuscule tiny part of this world that are victims for the rest of you who are feeling sad because your parents had to work a little bit harder than most people and most people have to work like parents aren't coming from hollywood our parents had to work hard to give us lives so boo-hoo to you because you couldn't get a little bit of a hug, right? I'm not having it. And the problem with modern society, and I don't know if it's a modern society thing, is people only want to take credit for the good. And they go, oh, that's my character. No, no, no. Your character is also the negative stuff you've done. And you've got to face up to that. So I face no, no empathy. I mean, it's probably not the opinion you're looking for. But I feel nothing for Mendy. Hey, the law says he's not guilty. Let the man... You know, we, we can't start having mob justice. It's not 1653. We have legal systems. We have to trust in them. We have to obviously keep an eye on them. And there's money and there's power and there's all sorts of things that work. It's the game. It, it, it is what it is. It's, you know, I'm not even going to, like, I don't want to make comments about the whole case. The law said, man's not guilty. I'm going to go by that. Cool. What I'm saying, though, is I feel nothing for him. Like him coming out and saying, my life's ruined. No, dude. You, you, you know when your life's ruined, you have your ex-wife accuse your stuff. Okay, let's, let's let this litigation play itself out. Nine women. No, sorry. Even if they're all lying, why are you in nine situations where you can be accused of something so heinous? Like, this is not play play, hey? This is not, he was rude to me and he, he called me the B word in public. So I'm suing for defamation of character. Like, I can handle, I can handle someone being mean to their partner. Like, whatever, we're, we're human. What I cannot handle is him wanting empathy. And I saw, I think I saw a message from some footballers saying, what about the justice for this guy? I'm like, Fine, if he's not guilty and it was one person and again, you know, it's like, mm, that's on a knife. It was like nine women. What are we even talking about? What, what, 
uh, who, who was that clown who had a boxing ring in his house? The the Dutch guy who failed at uh, Memphis. I mean, he's also not the greatest reference of character, right? Like, he's also a bit of a clown. He's... Why didn't he say, bro, how do you put yourself in that many situations where you can be independently accused by nine different people? I think it was nine. I keep saying nine. Like, I, I just want to Google it. I mean, it's boring listening. I think it was nine. Um, how many women accused Mendy, right? I'm, I'm just looking here. Uh, was it nine? I think I'm wrong. All right. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, it was nine, hey? No, no, it was six. Or seven. Okay, sorry. There's a couple of articles here. Seven. Seven. Seven accounts of rape. I mean, for the love of Christ. For the love of Christ. And they were all independent from what I understand. It's not like it was, hey, I know her. Seven different cases. What a loser. So, I don't know. You can't get back to the top, but what he is is a loser. Like, that stuff. Uh -uh. And again, if I get accused of this, I also, I don't want to be a hypocrite. If I ever get accused of this, how did I get there? How did I put myself in a situation? And by the way, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. False accusations are very much a part of my life. I've, I've had one where I 100, and we all 100% knew about this case, by the way. But sorry, not seven. Mm -mm. Mm -mm, not seven. What a clown. What a clown. Back to the top note shots. All right, this, we'll finish off on a light note. Um... Boy, oh boy. Now, this one is a bit of a, a bit of a doozy. If you've ever been in the friend zone, I'm not going to say this, uh, this dude's name because this one is... Oh. Firstly, he spelled my name wrong. So if you didn't listen to Cliff Central, there used to be a bit of a thing because Mbulelo is quite a rural, rural name. So it's quite a difficult name to say, actually. You know, uh, frenetically, it's a bit all over the place. Mbulelo, especially for the Watts. You know, and also for for Sotho people, they don't know how to mapulelo. Why are you putting a p there? And they can't because they can't say tosa, right? They say kill a tosa. tosa? Like it's not a t; it's an x. X h. And you know the whites with the oh you cause bro. And also the blacks who go to school with the whites, who can't really talk the black. You know what I mean? So anyway, he spelled my name wrong here, this guy. Mbulela. It's an A. And he does have a Sutu or a Tuana name. You know these oaks. Bloody. I'm not going to say his name. But he's got a um, he's got a Tuana or a Sutu name. Or it could be Betty as well. His name means... No, I'm not going to say it. Otherwise, people will know. And they'll look. Um, anyway, Mbulela. Don't know who that is. Hope you're well. Oh, hope you're doing well, man. LOL. I know you're great at relationships, so here's my situation. First of all, I am not great at relationships. I haven't been... I just realized I've been single until since 2017. So what does that make it? Six years. I'm not great at relationships. I'm quite good at personal relationships. Because I don't have very many of them. I think I'm quite good at personal relationships. You, you, you know what my secret is? You didn't ask, but 
I try and be low maintenance. I used to be high maintenance and disgusting. So now to the to the very few people I consider friends, I try and see them as rarely as possible. But when I see them, I'm gonna make a count. You know what I mean? Don't wanna be don't wanna be bothering my friends who are engaged or married because I wanna hang out. Like they're married now. Shut the hell up. Get your own life going. They're living their life. See them every now and then. So I'm not great at relationships. But I know what you mean. I do like to throw some advice out there. It says, lol, I know you're great at relationships. So here's my situation. I have a friend whom I've known for more than 10 years. And she gets into these romantic relationships that leave her absolutely destroyed. So for like two years now, she has asked if me and her can be an item. And I've always been straight with her and told her, not happening. That's brutal. Now, what would you tell a young man like me in this situation to do? Because she did ask recently, and I don't want to. I don't want to, because there's so much to lose, and also it might work out into a great thing. Love the pod, man. Have a great day. Have a great day. All right, my man. You have a great day. Maybe you won't have a great day once you hear what I have to say. Here's my thing, dude. Quite old school on this. I don't think women and men can be platonic friends. If you don't know what platonic means, get a smartphone and Google it. I don't think I don't think women and men can be friends. Now I can I can just hear the gasps. Oh my god, what kind of dinosaurs is going? You know, one of my heroes, Mary J. Blige said she had no male friends and her husband only had male friends. He still cheated on her, but anyway, whatever. They, their marriage lasted for 15 years. And she said, only female friends for me, only male friends for him. I was like, that just makes total sense. And it's not, you know, people always immediately get outraged because it's so cool to be outraged in 2023. It's not about sexualization. It's about genetic drivers. All right. And I know, especially especially simp guys who just want women to think they're, they're better than I am. These these cool guys who think they're, they're just so much better than guys who can't you just keep it in your pants? Can't women be? It's not about the sexualization thing. It's about genetic drivers, okay? And on both sides, by the way. Um, so here's my issue with it. Sex isn't a thing until it becomes a thing. And it is always unless one of you is gay, going to become a thing. Right? If the girl is gay or the guy is gay, fine, cool, I'm with you. You guys do your platonic thing. Hey, girl. Hey, dude. Oh, my God. Do your thing. But I just, like, I don't have, I'm lying. I have one person who's a female who I consider a friend Every other woman who I take seriously is in my family because the characteristics I look for in women exist in the four women I talk to in my family or consistently. Other than that, I know women through other people. Other than that, our relations are adult-like and we know what adults do, right? So I... Already you lost me at I've got a female friend. So I already I, I can't live in that world. And I've had this view for a very long time. Right. And hey, hit me up at MKT Inspires. Am I a dinosaur? Because I just know what happens. Men, men have needs. Women have needs. 
and at some stage, trust me, it is going to come up. I've had it happen to me. Here's my thing, dude. I don't think you're in a friendship. You're in... You're just an agent for paying for homegirl over here. Because from what I can see here, only you're benefiting. What's in it for her? She just loves you and you just like the feeling of being loved. And now you're in the pound seats. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's not a great pun, but you get what I'm saying. Because as a dude, I'll tell you right now. Like, I'm not the best looking guy. I, I'm, I'm not shy to say this. Like, I'm like a, I always say, like a three, three and a half, four out of ten. Four, four out of ten in a day. I've got, like, I've got runner body, you know. I've got a pretty cut body, muscular legs, but thin body. Got a six pack, no big deal, you know. But that's because I exercise like a machine. But I'm not Idris Elba, you know. So... I'll say this. What's it, what's in it for you? What's in it for her? I mean, maybe you're just a good-looking dude, but other than being a guy and knowing how much it feels amazing when you know a girl likes you, right? I think that feels amazing, especially somebody who you admire. So maybe you do like her, and you're just trying to play it cool, my man. I don't know what your deal is, but what's in it for her? That's what I don't understand. Other than a hurt and pain, and do you like her pain? Like, why do you keep her in this perpetual cycle? Because here's what I'm thinking is she's going to every guy hoping they'll be like you and they're not. And I'm guessing she comes to you for someone to console, which is even weirder. By the way, that's just weird. The person that she loves, she comes to you. Maybe she's hoping to manipulate you by going, look how much pain I'm in. You could stop all of this. So that's also possible. This is a terrible situation for everyone. So you're not in a friendship, you're in a power struggle and you're winning the power struggle. You know? I think, I think your friendship's over because what you have to do now is you have to date her or stop seeing her. Because if she's declared her love for you, obviously anything outside of you two being together is horrible for her. What kind of friend are you if you know that her life's horrible? Because if she's going to get over it, fine. Don't see her for three years. In three years' time, if she's happy to be your friend and she got a new man, cool. Like, how is it comfortable right now? It must be so uncomfortable. What happens if you get another girlfriend? So, so now you've got a friend, quote-unquote, who you can't see. You can't bring around this girl because I would imagine you'd tell your new girlfriend, hey, that person over there. And also girls know once girls once another girl likes you. By the way, I just know this. You think you can lie to girls. Guys think they're so smooth. Girls pick up on that stuff. That they'll know that your so-called friend actually has an eye on you because all that needs to happen. And by the way, this dude's 24 and he she's 25. Or the yeah, there's 24, 25 year old. So so that you you're quite young as well. So you're gonna be very bad at like playing it smooth because 24 25 you tend to act on your emotions i don't know if you drink or not all it takes is for you to have a new girl she has a breakdown now you at i don't know what type of places you'd hang out with but whatever you're at a bougie nightclub you're at gonk or wherever you thundercats are these days she has a breakdown now you've lost your girlfriend 
And now, now she's intercepting every relationship you have because she's your friend and she's out with you. Already, that's weird. What's your female friend doing out with you and your lady? That's weird. It is weird. Sorry. So, either you date her or you stop seeing her completely because both of them are causing her pain. Right? If you stay friends with her, it's, a, it's pain for her. She wants to be in a relationship with you. If you stop seeing her, it's going to be painful. But at least you give her the room to go, okay, sorry, this can't happen. And because she's declared now that we can't be friends anymore. Clearly, right? What do you do? Are you just, do you like the power of being loved? And by the way, I don't blame you. I'll be honest. Great feeling. Knowing a lady is all about you. I will not lie. There, there is there is nothing as a man knowing that a woman thinks the, the, the day only starts when you wake up. Like it's, it's the greatest feeling in the world. For any man who has had a woman besotted with him, you know what I'm talking about. And don't try and be cool. Like, I know it's quite cool to go, I don't, I don't even know what, you, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like whatever. Bro. I don't care if you like me. <laughs> liar. You're a liar. Try to be hardcore for me. Trust me, bro. I'm hardcore in that sense. I'm not an emotional person. But I'll say it. And, and by the way, ladies, I know lots of you don't like to hear this. <laughs> Let MKT tell you. Let me talk to you. If a guy ever does the we can be friends thing, all you need to give him is one chance. Trust me, fam. Unless he's gay, and if he's gay, he's into dudes anyway, so you're not the target market. But ladies, that very friend that you think is just hanging around because he's the most enlightened person in the world and he just doesn't sexualize women, if he's straight, let me tell you something that he'll never tell you. All he needs is that one chance. He needs to catch you on your off day once. And he would take that opportunity faster than you can say ukulele. Just so you know. And I know you think, not my friend, not David. Oh. Okay, just give David one chance. Because you've been, you've been friend-zoning him blocking him the last six seven years oh, he's just my friend <laughs> give my man one chance i know how guys think and don't let guys lie to you i won't lie to you i have no reason to lie to you I'm, and i'm not a romantic i'll tell you what it is give that david one chance also born i you you'll see you'll see a free, the the very angel you thought was david become the very demon that is insert name here my man, let her go. Stop talking to her. Cut her off. You are putting this woman through pain, right? And there is no evolving. I've never seen anyone evolve from I'm in love with you to we're just friends. It doesn't happen. That's in her heart now. You're the guy. So you need to be... And if anything, you're being the terrible guy now, by the way. Stopping to see her is you being the good guy. The only other way to be a good guy is to start dating her. And then let it run its course... And maybe she's the one and maybe she's not. What you can't do is have limbo now. Because now you know you've got the power over her. Everything's terrible for her. Because she, she's semi-dating those other guys. You know that. Right? In your heart of hearts. You know that. She's not really dating those other guys. 
they, they, especially at that age, at 24, 25, she may be trying to make you jealous. She maybe, maybe brings them around to make them jealous with you and hope to get a reaction from you. There's so many games we play right in our 20s. I've, I've, I've done everything. I've done all of that. I've played all of these games. I'm not, I'm not perfect either. So I'm not saying I'm better than her. Like, shout out, she's just trying to get a response from you. I get it. I'm on her side. Like, I've got to, clearly she's not getting the response she wants by talking to you. She's going to push it to the limits. And, oh my God, you won't believe what so-and-so did. Hoping maybe you're going to go, you know what, maybe you can, I, I, I will treat you right. But you've got to make a call, dude. You are in the power seat here. And don't be a dickhead. You know, if the lady, like, if she's a terrible human, fine, whatever. Who cares how you treat her, to be honest. But if she's a great person and you, you say she's your friend, so I would imagine you wouldn't hang out with her if there wasn't something you saw in her, some goodness. Dude, you've got to cut her off or date her. Like, those are your two options. Don't do what you're doing now. What you're doing now is, is dickhead shit. Do you know? Like, you're being a dickhead now. Poor girl's in pain. You know? Just let her go. Just tell her. Like, sorry, we cannot see each other. We can no longer be friends. It's been a decade. And now she's admitted to you that we are not friends, actually. And everything's pain for her. Now, now are you going to be that guy? Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. And don't be selfish. Because I know I know what, what your responses might be. Oh, oh, but what about my friendship with her? There is no friendship. She's not interested in friendship. So stop lying to yourself. Don't be a dickhead. There's no friendship to be had there. Either you have a girlfriend, my man, or you have nothing. Because she is now no different. She has moved from friend to a girl you met who's asked for your number. That's where we are now. And you've given her your number, essentially, because you, you, we already passed that now. She already knows the annoying things you do, the good things you do, who you are, if you've known her for a decade. She's, she, she hasn't seen the highlights packets. She's, she's seen the full 90 minutes with referee's optional time. And she says, I'm still in for this. And if you can't give her that commitment or you don't want to, that's okay, by the way. You, you're, you're not forced to love anybody and nobody is forced. N nobody is inherently lovable. If you think she doesn't possess whatever it is, let it go. Cut it off. Either way is a crap situation, right? Either way. Dating her, right, is crap because you don't want to, clearly. I don't know what your thing is. You, you said at the end that it might turn out well. Or letting her go. That's crap. You're going to lose a 10-year friendship. But get over yourself. Adults have to make decisions, you know? Because you know why it's important to make difficult decisions in life? Clarity is the best place to operate from. If you just stop talking to her, and I'm talking like a full block, by the way. I'm not saying never phone me again. I won't phone you. I promise I'll only, and then you sliding in the DMs to see how she's doing on Tuesday. No, that's full block, full, you're not talking to her. If you guys go to the same church, you change your church, you go to a different sermon, whatever. I don't know how people live their lives. I don't, I'm not a church person. Like, I'm, But I'm just imagining South Africans love a bit of G JC, right? That's JC Christ, by the way. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Shout out. Um, you know, you, you're going to have to completely sever ties because it's painful for her. Yeah. 
you probably won't do this because as a 25-year-old guy, I kind of, I think I might have been a little bit older. I kind of had a lady on the, on a similar thing. I, I don't feel good about that in hindsight as I'm talking about it. She was, she was, she was a very nice person, but yeah, she wasn't for me. She was lovely, but wasn't for me. So, dude, break up with your data. It's not that hard. Or the third option is be the be a dickhead, because now you're aware of the situation. If you just let it carry on the way it is, you're being a dickhead. Your three options: continue to be a dickhead, date her, cut her off from your life to save her the pain. And by the way, maybe save you the pain. Maybe you're the one who's scared. You know, it's not impossible that you, that you're the one who's going. Yo, what if I date her and she sees me? And I don't have the goods or whatever, you know, or maybe, I don't know, does her father not like you? There, there's so many possible stories here, but those are your three options. I, I'll say it for you one more time. Be a dickhead. Continue what's happening now, which is not cool. Cut her off, right? Which is actually the best thing. Or date her. But, but clearly you don't want to do that last one. Otherwise you wouldn't have sent this message. So cut her off. That's actually what you're saying. And when I say cut off, it's block. It's you're not going to the same pizza place that you guys normally go to with other friends. You're going to have to stop seeing her because you know seeing her hurts you. Or sorry, seeing you hurts her without a baby. You know what I mean? I'm just telling you what it is, man. Telling you what it is. Don't waste people's time. But hey, matters of the heart are not to be played with. I do not have the best record in this field. Um, I'm better now, though. You know, now I'm just like, no. Mostly I just say no now. uh, But I'm not a very good person to go by in the romantic scene. I'm very rigid. I have a very specific kind of person. I have one type of person. I've only ever dated two girls and they were they both might as well. They were just from two different countries, but it's just copy paste. And that is what I like. And I haven't met that type of person again, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, like, I just don't like, well, don't waste people's time. That's all I'll say. Don't waste people's time. It's not fair. Bloody hell, this is one hour, 21 minutes. Blimey. I, I don't know if people made it here. Like if you've made it to an hour and 20 minutes, where do you find the time in the week? Where the shitting hell do you find the time in your life? Not even the week, the weekend. I do, I do look at the numbers. Um, I, I, so the podcast averages 611 viewers per episode since I brought it back. All right. Most people listen on Saturday mornings, which is very, very interesting. I was looking the other day. It is about 47% of the audience listen on Saturday mornings, which is very interesting. I would imagine then you are going for a run, a walk. Uh, you've got a hangover uh, from the Friday night or the work drinks. Or what are people doing? What, what are forty? What are 300 people doing on a Saturday morning? It's, it was very interesting to me because, you know, I, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts like every day. I don't have a oh, I need to wait for Saturday or after work or before work. But but it, what it shows me is that the people who listen to this podcast have clearly have a have a routine, you know? So you're, you're clearly high achievers because you don't have time Monday to Friday to be listening to me waffle. 
you're actually doing something with your bloody lives, which I think, by the way, is fantastic. I'm inspired by, because when I saw it, I thought, oh, no, well, it means a lot of working people are listening to this podcast because they're like, I can't listen to this dickhead on a freaking Tuesday afternoon, you know? Um, I'd love to know, by the way, slide in the DMs, at MKT Inspires. Um, it is nice for me to know, where do people listen? Uh, are you listening at work? Um, just stuff like that. It, it's kind of nice to know where people are listening. Uh, I can try and tailor some of the content. Maybe, maybe I can do even 20, 30 minute snippet reaction stuff um, as well, separate to this. Maybe if that works better and you like to listen to work. But some people like long form listening at work, right? You might have sort of busy work. You might be an accountant. Uh, you might be in marketing. You might be in project management where you have to do lots of work where you sink into uh, spreadsheets and paperwork. So you can listen there. Let me know. At MKT Inspires on the, the gram. Where do you listen? Do you have a general pattern for listening? Because again, the numbers say uh, 47% listen on Saturday mornings um, at morning uh, between 9 and 1 p.m. Um, it's, quite a, it's, it's, it's quite cool about podcasts. Eh? You can do that kind of research. I, I can see when people pause, uh, play. I, I can literally, unlike uh, linear television and linear radio, I can literally see where people pause, stop, um, con continue listening. Uh, so yeah, again, almost 50% of, of our audience listens on Saturday morning, so keep rocking. It tells me you're working hard. I love that. It's amazing to have people who are driven listen to this podcast, thinking there's value in it. Um, and I'm looking forward to sharing some news early September, late August, early September. Uh, we're working through some paperwork um, and some structures with somebody. Um, but yeah, having everybody listen has been incredible. And we're going to continue this regardless. Don't worry about that. The new arrangement is going to be something I'm going to be doing um, every day, but that's going to be its own thing. It's going to be on a, although not a famous platform, the, the platform is going to be massive. I mean, I, I was looking at some of the numbers. It's a dream come true. So that's going to be very, very cool. But this will carry on. So the more feedback I get from people, um, I love doing this. You know, the more feedback I get, the more I can tailor stuff to, to the different needs. Do I need to do, we're doing two at the moment. I can do three, uh, or maybe even less, maybe do one. You might say, hey, one's enough, an hour's a long time. Let me know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell I am.